Now we got to get to the fan focus. All right, leading us off in the fan focus tonight, it'll be Ken and Anthony on the latest with Kevin Stefanski's job. If you miss the playoffs, especially with a loaded roster three years in a row, you're done. There's nothing. But you now can I'm do. watching the games and I'm seeing him All coach right. his ass off. And I and I would so, I would say I'm sorry. I really hate I I hate that it would go this way. But they would have to unless they come out and they just pound the table and say this is our coach, deal with it, which I don't think they're going to do because they have to make a decision for what's best for the future of their franchise. Like if they approach nine and eight and they don't make the playoffs. You could give an argument based on this year, but because I have the last two years, I can't. That's going to be the clapback. It's what happened over the last two years, and I think that's going to ultimately it's going to be about the idea that it has now been three straight years, and you can't be three straight years of what this has been if it falls short. I hate to put it that way, but it's true. Now, what I want to see out of Stefanski is I want to see him be good with Deshaun Watson. That's what we're missing here. That's the missing ingredient. Be good with Deshaun Watson. I know he could be good with P.J. Walker. I've seen that before. I've seen him do that with a multitude of quarterbacks. They're just not named P.J. Walker. Be good with Deshaun. You'll keep your job. Next up, Nick on his kid swearing. I will tell you, there is nothing funnier than walking around with kids and listening to how they talk within their friend group. And it's even funnier when they're like nine because it's like they're they're little adults. And like, oh, Mackenzie said, what now? And it's just, it. but my oldest daughter's 13. And my oldest daughter doesn't know that I know she curses because I don't react to it. Like my, my oldest daughter's perfected the under the breath, right? So like, she does the thing where she doesn't want me to know that she is getting after her sisters for tattling on her. So she'll do the thing of like, mom and dad go to bed. I'm just going to kick your ass. And she's not going to do it, by the way, because she's first to sleep in the house. But it's just a threat to give to the sister. But I'm not let it on. And so when my daughter's friends were over for her birthday party, my daughter cursed loudly in the basement and nobody was paying attention i whipped open the door real quick and said what was that not looking forward to that day that day that i have to be like oh no she curses and i have to what do you do she's a human she's gonna get there right oh i cursed a lot as a child i don't curse anymore that's the radio side of me though i i'm like i i don't i don't curse at all honestly swear to god i put a hand on a bible if we had one in here I think Ken likes to put a hand on a Ouija board instead. You don't curse, but you swear to God. That's true. I do that. That's not cursing, though. No, but it's like technically could be considered cursing. No. In what world? I mean, if you're like literally the act of swearing to God, you're, you're cussing. To yeah, God. but you can say swear to God. I swear yeah, to you God. Can, yeah, that's not a swear. That's no. not a swear term. Yeah, you're I'm right. good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. There's just, a, just an irony to it. I work by FCC guidelines, okay? That's, that's how I work, all right? FCC. If I can't say it on the radio, I don't say it in real life. I'm just being cheeky. That's all. That's all. I swear to God, if you do that one more time, I swear to God. (laughs) All right, next up. All right, Baskin and Phelps on Deshaun practicing today. If you think there's any shot that Deshaun will be 100%, then you tell everyone today, Walker starting Saturday. Sunday, sorry, Sunday. That's what I would do. And if, again, it's about getting reps in practice, getting ready for a game plan, and going out there and executing that game plan to the best of your ability on Sunday. How can you do that? Start that today. 
today. If Deshaun's not 100%, take another week off. Rest him. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to walk out of a game against Arizona embarrassed? Well, that's happened plenty of times. You're going to be 500? Okay. You can feel like you're back to 0-0. Cincinnati's right on your tail. I'm telling you, Cincinnati's going to be there before you know it, and they're going to pass you. Joe Burrow is healthy. They're winning games. I don't even care about Pittsburgh. I don't. Cincinnati's who I'm worried about. So get a game plan here where wherever your quarterback is on Sunday, let him know today. I mean, they're already here. It's not even like they're catching up to you. Cincinnati's already here, and I agree with Baskin. I'm scared of Cincinnati. I'm more scared of Baltimore right now than I am of Cincinnati, which is not something I said before the season. AFC North is tough at the current moment. There's no doubt about that one, but he's right. It's 100% right. you got to let these guys know who's playing, who isn't playing. And I know that worrying about Deshaun is obviously in their best interest. I hate it because the other th- the other side drives Lambos too. They're good players, and they play the Cowboys tight. They've had some good games, but you don't need Deshaun this week if he's not 100%. And according to what Daryl saw today, he's not 100%. Didn't look to be 100% at least. The throws were not there relative to what you typically see with Deshaun. That's what he said. So I, I this call is easy to me. Next up, Lima with a Halloween encounter yesterday. Saw Trick or Treater yesterday with a number one jersey for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I I saw the kid, he was like probably 11. And I go, really? I, I looked at him. I have no problem talking to other people's kids in that situation, in that scenario. And I knew his parents were right behind. And I go, really? They Jamar say? Chase, the Bengals? What'd they say? And then immediately his dad goes, When's the last time the Browns have been to the Super Bowl? Oh, God. Like, it was oh, so... Oh, my God. It, it really annoyed me. It, oh, I, my God. Normally, I don't get invested in that stuff. You know what? And it really did annoy me yesterday. I want to record it for record it for everybody. All you Steelers fans out there that I've been given hell because of that statement I just heard, you're above Cincinnati fans to me. Yeah, I hold you in higher regard. I hold you in higher regard. Why did that, I, why did that pierce through the way it did to me? When did Cincinnati fans get so cocky? I didn't know that was a thing. Is that a thing? Are Cincinnati fans now cocky? Ooh, I wonder if they're feeling a little, you know, insecure about where they stand in the football pecking order because they got knocked down with that Joe Burrow injury and then he looked good against San Francisco. wonder if that's part of it. I only saw I only saw CJ Stroud by the way. I didn't see I didn't see Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase or any one of the Bengals. Just CJ Stroud at my house for Halloween, no big deal. Uh next up, Nick on how we got to 4 and 3 for the Browns. I think right now there's a fundamental gap in how we would have scripted it to look at 4 and 3 and how it actually looks. And I think the fact that it doesn't look anything like a script that we'd be happy that it looks like, right? Deshaun's injured. You've, you're on your third-string quarterback. Um, you've gotten a lot of ugly wins. And I think, and it's not that, the, it's, let me circle back. It's not that Browns fans are not happy, that there are Browns fans that are unhappy that they're 4-3. and three. It's that they don't trust that 4-3 and three is indicative of who this team really is. And I would say that doesn't really matter. I don't think 4-3 and three is indicative of who they really are. I think 5-2 and two is closer to who they are because... They should have beat the Seahawks. You came all the way back. You dominated the final three quarters of that game, and it was one really, really questionable decision by Kevin Stefanski with P.J. Walker on third and three that cost you the damn game. 
That one decision. It's it's Pete Carroll at the goal line in the Super Bowl for what would have been your second straight Super Bowl win. All right, for more on that, Nick talked to Jason Lloyd. We'll have that for you guys next. It's overtime with Jonathan Beetle here with you on The Fan.